Welcome to Warfare, Advancement, and Revisionism. My name is Preston Floyd, and I am, as always, your host. So there's no quote this week, and the reason for that is that this episode is going to be a little bit different. This episode is going to focus on more of the revisionism side of our history. Uh, and it's kind of going to serve as a, I guess, as a part two beginning. Uh, part one, of course, being just mostly like a timeline, a general timeline of how humans were developing before we enter a slightly more documentable period of development for us. To that end, we're going to take a brief step back and discuss the timeline, both as where we are in relation to today and how the podcast is going to change going forward. The last milestones I covered in the previous episodes were natural and spiritual. The younger Dryas's end and the shift from the Pleistocene to the Holocene 11,700 years ago and the Siberian ritualistic wood art around 11,500 years ago brings us to a couple hundred years after what is 10,000 BCE or BC. Now, I'm going to go back to 10,000 BCE as a starting point to go over various cultures and areas that we have evidence of. Now, you may ask why we start at what was 10,000 BCE and not 12,000 or 11,000. That's a great question, and there are several reasons. But just before we get to those, I do want to talk about what I just went over or kind of touched on. Uh, dating conventions. Uh, so I use both BC and BCE interchangeably there. Um, I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, I understand kind of the academic need to at least kind of present some type of objective history uh, and kind of differentiate like a religious calendar from like a social one. Um, but the fact of the matter is the common era calendar is just the old Christian calendar, just kind of renamed. There's no other differentiation between them. So I'm going to use them interchangeably and basically quote them as they are used in my sources. Uh, that's that. <laughs> so um, back to the kind of 10,000 BC time date or time frame. So the first reason that I'm going to be using 10,000 BC is that by that point, most of the megafauna extinctions have begun and ended, or are being close enough to being ended, um, depending on the species, that it doesn't matter. And this is important not just because this creates missing sources of food and byproducts, but this also means that there was now a missing element of what up until this point had been an essential human experience. Uh, hunting is, or I should say was still, and would continue to be vital to our survival. But the techniques and organization required to hunt the remaining animals would change, and the ones that we were using to hunt those larger ones um, would either be lost or, again, be caught up in that, that evolution. What's more is that this changing 
this this isn't changing uniformly. All humans up to this point had been hunter-gatherers, and they all would still be for a couple of thousand years. But this time is kind of a crucible that will change that for a large part of our species. The second reason to start with this time is that there is more, I guess you would call it solid and easy, easily identifiable independent groups of humans. Uh, this is kind of apparent from the various types of, of tool production areas, also known as complexes, and there are early examples there are earlier examples of kind of these tool complexes, but aside from the difference in tool manufacture and showing what Homo sapiens were able to produce, there isn't really that much to identify one group from another, you know, that, that has been found in those time frames, at least in my opinion. So in this time period, we see more unique features in groups. Another reason that we're doing this is that with a couple of exceptions most locations water levels are around what they are today and our geography is similar to what it was then now there are other reasons that I will touch on as we go forward but those are the main ones as of right now so let's get into some revisionism discussion now, I've tried my best not to use the phrase Stone Age. Um, I, th I think I have slipped a few times. Um, but that is kind of a distinction known as the three-part system. Or the three-age system, I'm sorry. The three ages, of course, being stone, bronze, and iron. And these three ages all cover various parts of human prehistory, or at least European prehistory, um, because the system was developed uh, by a, a Danish um, a scholar, I guess museum director, whatever you want to call him, um, um, C.J. Thompson. Uh, he was the director of uh, the Royal Museum of Nordic Antiquities in Copenhagen, and he was there in the uh, mid, early to mid 1800s, I think 1825 to 1870, somewhere in that range. And he developed this categorization, categorization system uh, slightly before he took office, and he basically kind of classified their collections chronologically. And he did this with a very broad kind of sequence, um, stone, bronze, and iron. Um, and he's not the first person to divide human, I guess, prehistory into different ages based on a type of metal. Um, this is used by Hesiod, and it's also used by, I believe, uh, Lucretius uh, from the nature of things fame I think is de, re, uh, de rerum naturum um, which we'll probably get into in a, in a future episode for both of those authors um, but uh, this was very popular and it kind of it kind of reflects kind of the Mediterranean Europe 
and the Middle East and how, and of course, uh, you know, kind of the prehistorical Europe as well, like Northern Europe. Um, there are problems with this system, uh, not in terms of, you know, representation of different groups necessarily, but it is, um, it is a little bare bones. Like there are, there are problems with just the dating side of things. Um, the fact of the matter is, you know, there is some overlap between these eras, um, especially between bronze and iron. Um, and that, you know, that's one of the main criticisms. These were criticisms noted even at the time. Um, there were people who were contemporary to him that thought, uh, well, there was a tripart system. And in fact, it should be, you know, this, instead of stone, bronze, iron, it should be, you know, you know, whatever. There, there's basically three other things that you should use to judge this. Um, none of those really caught on. Um, there's also um, those that say that, you know, that it's too simplistic, that there are, there are ages in between stone and um, bronze and that kind of thing. Um, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but it's a very popular system. It's been used, again, since the 1800s. And um, it's kind of fallen out of favor, you know, academically speaking, but most people, you know, your, your common layman uh, in terms of history students, you know, it's still popular. It's still useful. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to use those terms at least in, um, at least initially, just to kind of give people kind of a frame of reference to where we are. Um, but I'll try not to use them too much, and I'll try to talk more specifically about the groups we're going over. Because again, certain places, developmentally speaking, did not have one of those ages, or they entered, you know, kind of a hybrid of those ages together. Uh, but that's that's kind of for future I story about. But this is just me kind of going over the naming convention and how we're going to deal with it. Let's begin with the obvious, the Stone Age. Um, now this is, of course, uh, an age that everyone uh, worldwide has a period in. Um, and the Stone Age itself has been divided into three separate groups uh, since this system was made popularized. Um, there is the Paleolithic, the Mesolithic, and the Neolithic. And of course, uh, Lithic is the comes from the Greek word for stone. So paleo meaning old means old stone age. Mesos means middle, middle stone age. And Neolithic uh, is new stone age. Uh, and that's kind of what we've been talking about for most of our show, uh, the stone age. Um, specifically the paleo and the Mesolithic. Um, we are in the kind of the Neolithic area now where we get to 10,000 BC. Uh, so we're going to see, you know, more development, at least in terms of, uh, you know, where we're living, how we're living in terms of groups, how we're organized, 
and we're going to see an uptick in spiritual matters, or at least uh, more identifiable spirit matter, spiritual matters. Uh, and then from there, we're going to get into what is the Bronze Age, which now, of course, is subdivided again. Um, there is um, what's known as the Chalcolithic, which is the Copper Age, uh, which is kind of a pre-Bronze Age period. And then we'll eventually get to the Iron Age. Um, but we've got a ways to go before we get to, well, even the Bronze Age, really. Uh, there's going to be three or four episodes at least on kind of the, the, um, the Neolithic. Now, where are we going to cover in terms of locations? Uh, well, we're going to start back in Africa again. Um, Africa is going to be a little bit easier area to cover. Um, they, they, for the most part, are going to continue the hunter-gatherer lifestyle far longer. Africa, of course, does not have quite as rough of a time of it when it comes to losing um, megafauna. They don't have nearly as many die off, um, species dying off at the end of the Younger Dryas. And we've talked before about how Africa is very consistent in terms um, of resisting climate change. However, uh, there is, uh, and we'll get into this on the next episode, there is the probability that there is kind of a lost civilization, um, or at least a civilization that did not have a chance to kind of grow um, because of the Sahara once, did, once again shifting from a green period to a dry period. Um, but again, that's something we're going to really delve into on the next episode. Um, and uh, we'll get to it, but Africa does not have a full-fledged Bronze Age. Um, they do have a Copper Age, but um, they kind of skip that proto- you know, bronze, copper age, they go directly from that to the iron age. And we're going to get into the details of why that happened. Uh, it's a very simple matter and why it happened, but uh, the ramifications for that, a little bit more complex. Uh, but again, that's, that's far into the future. Uh, once we leave Africa, we're going to go to the Middle East, um, or at least Southwest Asia, if you don't want to be, I guess, Eurocentric about it. Um, and this is important because uh, there is a very important culture, at least in terms of the development, when it comes to the development of agriculture. Uh, and then we're going to continue through the Indian subcontinent and then East Asia. And then we're going to go to uh, north to Europe, or I guess North Asia, such as it is, and then back into Europe. And then we're going to end in the North and South Americas. Um, so I expect this part of our lesson to, or our podcast to go to about oh, 3000 BC, give or take. Maybe a little bit before that, depending on the area. Um, and then we'll um, we'll kind of touch base again and kind of go back through. 
Um, but I expect this this part two to kind of last as long as part one, if not longer. Um, so we're covering less of a time frame, um, but um, we have a lot more stuff we can talk about, at least when it comes to developments in uh, in human like cultures and things like that. So I hope you're all looking forward to this. Um, I do plan on having a couple of meta episodes. Now I don't know if those will start next week or if I might do a break and then do two meta episodes or you know I um, I may kind of break things up and just do like the Africa episode then do the two minute episodes and get back into it I don't know um, but the the two minute episodes I have planned as of right now there are two movies um, two movies I have not seen before um, I kind of wanted to do something different because I'd seen Quest for Fire several times um, it had been a while but I, I had seen them before uh, so I'll be covering um, there's a movie called Alpha and a movie called 10,000 BC. And now the movie 10,000 BC should not be confused with the movie called Year One. I told a couple of friends that I'd be watching this and they're like, is that the Jack Black Michael Sarah movie? No, it is not. Uh, they're very different. Um, both equally bad, probably, at least from what I've understood, at least from previews and things like that, but um, they're bad in different ways, at least. Um, but yeah, I, I let you guys know in case you want to kind of listen along, and I'm hoping I might have one or two guests for one or the other movie, but um, we'll see. Uh, it depends, I guess, on when I want to do those. Um, or, you know, again, we might just start Africa next time, and then um, hold off on the uh, the other regions, but um, I'll let you guys know. I'll update the Twitter feed, um, yeah, uh, going forward on what to expect for the week. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the plan uh, going forward. Uh, I guess for part two or season two, if uh, you go by RSS, is um, what the plan for the podcast is going forward. So, yeah, this is. Um, I'm, I'm excited. We're getting to the part where we can actually talk about, you know, more specific cultures and groups instead of just having to kind of go on a timeline to show how we're developing and what we're developing. Now, that's still going to be the case. Um, we're not getting rid of that, but uh, there there's more features about these peoples that we can talk about. And we're, you know, we're at the point now where we are developing um, kind of these separate identities from each other. And um, in fact, it may be the case that the periods of times that we're getting ready to start covering could be very important mythological uh, starting points for a lot of the civilizations and cities and things like that that we'll be covering in the next section. Um, you know, that this is that this period we're getting ready to discuss will be looked back on to by the next, you know, section as kind of the time of the 
gods and heroes that fill their myths that this is the time that they appeared and created the world as it were and ordered it and then the heroes came and kind of defeated the threats to these orders that the gods had made or you know rebelled against the order that those gods had made whatever you want to call it um and you know we'll, we'll get into some comparative mythology too uh, as it you know as it comes up uh it's a very interesting field and i I, I do look forward to kind of covering all that stuff as well. But uh, it's it's been a little, about 20 minutes, and I think this is a nice short length to kind of get us focused on the next section. So I want to thank everyone for listening. I do apologize again that this episode's a little bit shorter, um, but I'm still kind of in the research phase for uh, the next section, and I kind of want to get more of that done. Um, but if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me um, via uh, my email, waradrevpod at gmail.com. That's W-A-R-A-D-R-E-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Uh, I will also post a link to our Twitter account in the description of the episodes just so you guys can follow us there if you have that um i may do like a i may do a facebook i really don't want to facebook sucks but i may do something there and so if you have that social media you can follow us there um uh, but yeah thanks everyone for listening i hope you have a great rest of your day goodbye